Sideboob Cinema is a retrospective movie show for adults only. Educational, satirical, transgressive. It's just entertainment and we're not out to offend, but at the end of the day, Frank Zappa said it best. You either get it or you don't. Roll the tape. Australians all let us rejoice for side boobs young and free. It's Australia Day and we'd like to say welcome to all you slab drinking, meat eating, southern cross tattooed yobos and your sun bleached sheilas who like to watch you surf and not much else. And for all you chubby blue haired vegan they thems fresh from the invasion day rally, take this as your official trigger warning. This is Side Boob Cinema, your podcast within a podcast. My name is Ricky Elpike and joining me are my two fellow Aussies, AJ and Jonathan Astro. AJ, are you ready to be girt by cinema? <laughs> That was a ripper. I I hope you've done no other preparation. Seriously. I hope you haven't even watched the That's movie it. with that. John, how's your wealth for toil going? Yeah, my, my toil's good, I guess. It's got a bit of a rash, I guess, but I'm trying to work through, I suppose. But, um, yes, yeah, no, it is Invasion Day. Uh, and um, so I'd just like to say... You know, because of everything you just said, fuck you, Ricky, fuck you. <laughs> it's just, it's Invasion Day. So, uh, Fortress 1985, this is directed by Arch Nicholson, screenplay by Everett DeRoche, based on the book Fortress by Gabrielle Lord. Quite a sizable budget for, for back then, four to four, but around four to $4.4 million. Mm. Oh, wow. Which is... You know, and and it was a interestingly, uh, it was a co-pro between HBO and in the United States, and for uh, what is it, Crawford Productions in in Australia, which I, mm. I don't think I've seen that before. Mm. A co-pro, or well, a co-pro between HBO and and an Australian company. I, I, maybe that's happened before, but so so in the US, it was a, it was a TV movie, but in Australia, it had a theatrical release. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm just a big fan of anything that doesn't involve the government so much mm. because, in, as we know, in Australia, the, the biggest problem is the government's uh, meddling in our screen arts. So the reason, you know, this film's got a lot of problems, but the only the part of the reason it's it it's, uh, sticks out is because of the things that aren't in it. Do you know what I mean? The things that you would normally expect in, in a, a government-funded Australian film are missing from this movie and you and so that is why it's refreshing mm. i think but uh well let's for the first thoughts you know neither of you had seen this movie i'm i'm guessing no no i'd never seen it how old were you when you saw it astro way too young <laughs> way too young <laughs> and it this movie's you know how every fam, every family's got sort of famous movies this is a famous movie right. from our family like a terrifying movie yeah I, I don't. We, well, I think I feel like it was recorded on VHS by accident at the end of another movie or something, <laughs> and we watched it. And and me and my sister to this day talk about yeah the the, the Santa mask just appearing and um, 
uh, that final scene of the of of, of you know uh, of the kids going crazy is pretty uh, pretty pretty out there as well. But yeah, we were we were way young, uh, and and it really did. There's a couple of films that that really stick with you. This is this is probably number one, I think, of the ones that terrified us. But it's on a on a really weird list of films, and they're all got similar stuff. There was a TV movie of Cyclone Tracy oh. that we that sort of scared <laughs> us as well. We only saw bits of it, but it was scary because it's because and then and um, Return to Oz obviously is scary. Oh, yeah. There's some return to those elements in this in this movie actually, but but I think what they all share is is they just seem you're very literal when you're a kid, so you mm. you just when it, it has to be a kid being taken away from their family unnecessarily, and you just go oh no yeah I don't want that to happen hundred <laughs> yeah, percent that doesn't happen yeah <laughs> and but you don't focus on the stuff like you know I don't know how how fucking horrible they are like like they're they're just it's all the same like it's all conflated in your mind like because these guys are bad hombres yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. you know yes and 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 next to no backstory either like like we have no Mm. idea who they are what it it only hints at what they want either like someone makes an off-the-cuff comment to one of the bad guys to the other bad guys oh you know Mm. we'll get a million dollars one phone call one phone call a million dollars you know i actually look i you know i was going to put this in my criticism section but but now that you mention it that normally i would be like oh that sucks but then but then considering how much exposition we get now i'm kind of like oh that's a bit artsy maybe it's good (laughs) Maybe it's maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it's a true first person subjective <laughs> film where you go, you don't you wouldn't know, so yes. they don't know, you know? <laughs> you got ten seconds to get that kid back, or I'm gonna kill this one! Oh one! phone call with nine kids <laughs> they won't stall the money will come floating from the bloody sky the terrorists the children the teacher players in a deadly game of hide and seek get out of the car boy stay where you are i'm getting closer don't run away <laughs> Hit us, hit us with the synopsis. All right. 
Sally Jones, played by Rachel Ward, is a prim and proper school teacher in Outback Victoria, where she teaches a small class of around about nine pupils, I think, ranging from primary school age all the way up to, to the end of high school. The kids are as immature as you'd expect, and there are various tensions between the younger and older male and female uh, students. Teasing, bullying, talking, and talking back to Miss Jones are all commonplace. The day takes a turn when the teacher and her class are taken hostage by a group of men wearing rubber masks. There's Pussycat, Dabby Duck, Mac the Mouse, and the, their frightening leader, <laughs> Father Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the gun-wielding creeps take Miss Jones and the kids uh, via van to a location in the mountain ranges with the plan of asking for a ransom, which we just spoke about. Uh, Miss Jones has one of the kids, Tommy, sneak away to find help, but when his absence is discovered, the gunman threatened to blow away little, little uh, Toby, which is another kid, unless Tommy returns, and so he does. So the group are then dumped into a cave uh, and the entrance is covered by rock. Miss Jones has to try and keep the kids calm while rationing the food and water, finding a light source and trying to find a way out of the cave. Miss Jones and the oldest boy, Sid, take off in search of an exit. They come to a water-filled cavern and Miss Jones strips off, which is noted by Sid. She then plunges into the water and swims under the rocks to the other side. Miss Jones then discovers an escape into the bush and heads ba- returns ba- back to Sid, giving him one last eyeful uh, before <laughs> they return to the kids. Uh, Miss Jones rallies the kids one by one and swims them into the safe cavern. She gets lost on one of her trips and is rescued by Sid and uh, he and Tommy actually take over the rest of the rescue operation. They make their way through the bush after the cave to a small homestead belonging to an older couple. Our heroes are horrified to learn that Father Christmas and his gang are waiting for them. Uh, they they uh, try to move. Uh, sorry, the villains try to move the whole group, including our our two new hostages, uh, into the van. But the old woman protests, and her husband steps in, and Father Christmas blows him away in front of the kids. <laughs> the thugs dump Miss Jones and the kids in the barn, but the wheels are coming off when the kidnappers uh, between the kidnappers. Sorry, the school group overhear an argument from the main house, and it se- it appears as if one of the bad hombres kills another one. Along with the old woman. So, uh, things are going bad. Anyway, Sid is maturing into quite the young leader and suggests that they try and snare one of the kidnappers like a rabbit. The pleasant singing of the children inside the barn and the nice warm fire lures the sentry into the barn and Sid hits him with a log, uh, knocking him out uh, before he... But he does manage to get off a shot, unfortunately, from his shotgun and he injures young Tommy. The school group... Uh, escape into the mountains with uh, injured Tommy uh, where they recharge taking turns standing guard the two remaining kidnappers menace the school group and promise to storm the place soon the kids organise and lay all sorts of improvised traps in the bushland Narelle the oldest girl is overcome by fear and escapes into the bush the race is on Miss Jones needs to find Narelle before Mac the mouse does uh, Miss Jones uh, then is jumped by the kidnapper and they tussle and he falls onto one of their traps uh, he's dead. There's no more him. No more Mac the Mouse. <laughs> Father Christmas comes upon his dead comrade a little later and makes his final push, bolting headlong into the cave. He's then hacked to death by the teacher and her wild students. Later, on a normal school day, police question the teacher about the state of the body, but she has a, she and her students keep uh, quiet about what happened. The police leave the school and the film ends on a desk filled with educational and scientific artifacts and in one jar there appears to be a human heart. Mm, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> now, were you were you interested to learn that this is based on a real event? Yes, I, I had no idea uh, when you sent that article through. The Faraday school kidnappings happened um, in 1972, and that was the inspiration behind uh, uh, Gabrielle Lord's uh, uh, book. Uh, which she sort of takes that as inspiration plus Lord of the Flies mm. to get that sort of Lord of the Flies ending there. So she's kind of mixed those two together. Um, so, yeah, some guy called uh, Edward John uh, Eastwood and Robert Clyde Boland uh, did, you know, kidnap these, these kids and teach her. And then later, uh, Eastwood, he escaped from prison in Geelong and repeated the crime with another teacher <laughs> and his class in 1977. Did he get cash the first time? <laughs> no, no, they got nothing. And oh. and the whole the whole Faraday kidnapping was in turn uh, inspired by the Scorpio killer in Clint Eastwood's Dirty Harry, Dirty Harry who <laughs> kidnaps the kids in the in the bus. So, I mean, oh, wow. hard imitating life. Yeah, it's crazy. It's I mean, I don't know. Like, am I am I alone in thinking this is a shitty plan? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not. They're not thinking through. I mean, all of these, all hostage negotiations. Unless, so let's put suicide bombers aside because they're the only ones who kind of win. Mm. They're the ones who actually usually do get what they want. Uh, but everyone else, you know, I want a helicopter here. I want, yeah. you know, tickets to the Caribbean. <laughs> I want all that. None of it none works of out. Yeah. You are just waiting. They're just waiting for the shot. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to get you, and then that's it. Well, if you think about it, I mean, these guys, if they were really clever, intelligent human beings, they would probably be bankers or lawyers, you mm. know. I mean, this isn't really a path to financial <laughs> life success, is it? You know, kidnapping yes. and ransom, you know. No, but it's the opposite of Heat because in Heat... <laughs> Great movie. They're, they're, they're incredible. Like, they're geniuses, <laughs> yes. you know. And... Uh, these guys are yeah they're morons so they're no they're no good they're no good at what they're doing which is a problem so uh, now i love the opening of this scene with the fox shoot which I, I think sets up a lot of tension before breaking it uh where the kids are getting ready for school so you know it's really dark and ominous and you've got this kind of um sideways dolly shot of of the farm and the landscape and then you've got this kid with his gun and he's obviously you know, he's on a bit of a stakeout. He's waiting for something to shoot, and he ends up getting the fox. And then, and then the movie opens, and everyone's getting ready for school, and people are getting up. And yeah, I enjoyed that. I got him! I got him! killing the chicken. Well, skin it now, but hurry up. Your breakfast will get cold. It's, it's, a, it's a great beginning and, and, and uh, a great time of day to begin as well. You know, at that, uh, the, you know, dawn, he's up all night. Um, 
So, and no talking. No. You know, all the best movies have no talking at the beginning. Yeah. All, uh, I, I'm, I'm standing by it, you know, like uh, 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 well, mostly because it's just a, it, it's just a, a, a show of restraint and it's them saying, oh, let's bring them into the story. Let's ease them in. Let's, let's uh, let people learn through, you know, seeing, let's show them. Well, it's always a good uh, sign that I'm I, that I'm I'm going to be seeing something good. You also get a sense of who Sid is from the very beginning. You know, he's a mm. kind of can-do, rough and tumble kid, farm boy. You know, can handle a gun. You mm. know, knows how to hunt that sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, one of my points here about Sid, well, about a bunch of them really. What 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 is learned by Miss Jones and the kids? You know, and and if you look at Sid Sid's arc. A simple fix for me, as nice as the because the beginning is nice. A simple fix would be to have him miss the fox mm. and get the man at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Ooh. and uh, and maybe his dad gives him a clip at the beginning and says, you know, ah, you fucking dickhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> or whatever would have been said. Yeah, uh, I thought that that's a simple fix. That is true because Sid does not change really from who he no. was at the beginning. None of them do really. Like, like I mean, like the. Uh, I don't, I mean, as a group, the kids are, yeah, they're kids, obviously. So they're they're disobedient, immature, no sense of community. I think the only thing that changes for me is that, is yeah, they, they become this cohesive unit through their, their, the violence at the end, I guess, which is, which is interesting, which is great. I love all that. But they maybe should have zeroed in on it or at least a couple of them because it may be some of the kids you don't need to have a, a, an arc necessarily, mm. but but just a couple of them you could have gone Sid, you know, maybe the main bully, one and Narelle and and the little ones they just need they just need a little one two threes where it's like yeah, one of them's got a problem with their leg or something and that's a one you do a one two three about that or someone loses their teddy it's a one two three whereas the older ones you maybe do need to invest in them in a, a, a bit more and Miss Jones like that that's that's the big one for me. Yeah. What what the hell is her deal? So the only hint we get that uh, that she's dissatisfied with her position or her life is she stares longingly as a, at a train when it's leaving. Yeah. At the beginning, but then she seems quite happy at the end, I guess. But but which is nice, but it's it's very subtle, mm. you know. So we're not given any hint as to what what she wants. I I thought this movie would have been better without her, or or if if she got separated from the kids and it was sort of like two two stories going on, you know. She's mm. in a different situation, maybe with one other kid, and the other kids are on their own. You know, mm. interesting. Yeah, because I I feel like this this film is like just a couple of steps in one direction away from like being the Goonies, like being a kids film. Yeah. Or if you go another couple of steps in the other direction, it's Wolf Creek. You mm, know? Definitely. Yeah, absolutely, because 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 you go, oh, this is the kids are jumping around, and there's that sort of triumphant music, digital horns playing and then and then the next someone's getting uh blasted in the chest with a shotgun people are sliding down <laughs> impaled yes. you know spears mm. heads decapitated granny's getting punched <laughs> <laughs> does not happen as much as it should oh. or, or even early on in the kidnapping where they stop uh to go to the bathroom and one of the kids kind of takes off um, Miss Jones tells him to go get help. Like the way he grabs that little kid Toby and shakes him around. Yeah. Like when I saw that, I was like, "Fuck, man, that would have been 
you know, I'm sure today there'd be some consultant off camera. Oh my god! Like, like busting everybody's balls about it'd, that. It'd be CG now. Like, yeah, the loose labor laws going on here was fascinating. Like, you know, there's probably they probably kept them up all night, which is which is you know that's for starters. But but just it's all the stuff that sticks out to you: shotguns in the kids' faces. <laughs> menacing them you know saying shitty stuff like mm. so, you know implying that you know you're going to rape the teacher and stuff and and, and, and the oldest girl student yeah she oh, was going to get it she was going to get it <laughs> as good as you could get it That's she was right. going to get it <laughs> making uh, but making them watch bloody deaths like stripping them down and um, making them freeze to death mm. like you know nude <laughs> you know like just it's just a a Truly, I think that's the stuff that would that would stick out to mm. to a viewer now. Like they might mm. be, you know, the violence is there, but the other stuff is all of the that rough and ready stuff. You just go, oh my god, this is a, what the wild west. Will we be stopping soon? Excuse me, I'm speaking to you. The children are uncomfortable. They need to go to the toilet. They probably need a drink and something to eat. I'll wet myself if we don't stop, miss. Don't worry, sir. If you wet yourself, I'm sure Father... Shut up. Right, everybody up! Girls over there, boys over there. <sighs> hey, I reckon the teacher would be good for a gangbang, eh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I reckon that dark getting one Tommy, go! Hide nearby. When we've gone, go for your life. Get to a house. Use the telephone. Break in if you have to. Go, go. I'll go. No, I'm going. Oh, you always get to go. You know, for Christ's sake, Derek. Well, just sticking with uh, the teacher's character, Miss Jones, I found Rachel Ward pretty annoying and condescending. Just kind of the way she says children instead of kids and and little (laughs) ones just really got me steamed, you know. And she's always telling the kids not to do stuff as well. Like... (laughs) Yeah. I found that really annoying, but did any of you kind of wish that she got raped? I mean, not 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 fully raped. I mean, just Fucking a little bit hell, raped. Like, hang on, hang on. Not not full penile penetration, but maybe Santa Claus could maybe compliment her on the way she looks, or maybe Mac more. the Mouse could ask her out for dinner, or maybe a group of tradesmen could wolf whistle her from a building yes. site, or perhaps right. a gang of Pakistani Muslims could stare for a little longer <laughs> than acceptable. So it's 2023 you know. rape. 2023 rape is what, is what you're thinking. <laughs> no. But I just wanted her to kind of get, get something. You know? Well, I think that speaks to your inherent misogyny <laughs> that you want to see her get it, and particularly because, particularly because she's prim and proper, and you want her to, mm. to be brought down a peg or two. Like that's what you want, you know. But she, uh, I went to see this on the big screen at the Astor years ago. Oh wow! Uh, and the print was beautiful, and it was it was quite an experience. They even had one of the filmmakers speak, and there was, a, I think, a video from Rachel Ward or a link uh, where she had, where she was speaking on the screen. Oh, this wasn't the one where she bags it out. Yeah, did I tell you about mm, this? So, yes. so she, because um, uh, I really moaned on about it. I just couldn't believe it, it was this <laughs> celebration of this movie, and and she just complained like the worst kind of actor about it, had what a terrible time she had and. And, and I don't care, Rachel. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't fucking care. And I hope when she directed her movie a few years later that she, Beautiful Kate or whatever, which I don't mind, uh, I hope she realized that um, 
she's got a lot to deal with as a director and dealing with the whinging of actors is, you know, and their comfort is, is probably, you know, uh, something, just one of a million things you have to do. But yeah, she was bagging the film out and I don't even know why they got her to speak. I'd just be like, yeah. okay, well, she doesn't, but you just go, oh, they don't, they're not, she's not into it. It's not going to work. Well, or you just um, watch it beforehand and then can it. Mm. Like, come on, yep. it's poor form. Yeah, it wasn't good, and it made me think. Oh, actually, this is that. This is that. Uh, I, the sage advice from from you know, it's a cliche, right? They say if you are negative to someone, or if you bag someone out, or you gossip, or whatever, the person you're speaking to uh, won't be thinking of what you're saying. They'll be thinking of you. A hundred percent, and and what you're saying about them. They're- absolutely, absolutely. So in this instance, all she did was be a negative shrew, mm. and I, that's exactly all I could think about. And it it made me like the film more. It made me like the director more, the writer, all of them. I was like, and anyone who just got on with it, manfully got on with it. And I was like, good on you guys. But but actors actors seem to do this. Like they don't understand that that when they're asked to speak about a film that they've done previously, that that there's actually a community of people that revere that film, that like that film, that enjoy that film, and you've got to give them something, you know. Well, you're I mean, paying she, she to could see have... that film that yes. night. <laughs> you're there for a reason, right? Absolutely, <laughs> it was a it was a total downer, and uh, and 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 on viewing it this time, I mean, she, if you are going to be critical of a film, you best be, you best be putting in an, an Oscar winning performance. So and people have won Oscars for not great films. Training Day is not a great movie, no. but Denzel <laughs> won an Oscar for that. Yes. My cousin Vinny, <laughs> Marissa Tomei won an Oscar for that. You know what I mean? So there are no small parts. You can you can you can do Alec Guinness in uh, in Star Wars and read terrible dialogue beautifully, mm. and and treat it like it's Shakespeare. She is terrible. In one in one of her scenes, she says, what does she say? It's something like, uh, children, you know, I need you to line up outside. There are guns. <laughs> and <laughs> it's dreadful, dreadful stuff, you know? That was just a little taste. She's, she's got a million lines, which are terrible. Yes. So. But is that is that down to the writing or down to the de- the delivery? Doesn't matter. You've got to you've get you're not you need to find a way. Mm. There are pl- I can give you plenty of terrible movies with that are no good with a performance that makes you watch the film all the time. Mm. That is standard operating procedure. It's your opportunity to to bring it and and no one will fault you. If it's terrible or the, the the experience was terrible, no one will care about the experience, maybe. But if the film's terrible, no one will fault you. Everyone will go, oh, you know what? That wasn't like like that stupid morning show on Apple, which which is no good. The more what is it called, the morning show or whatever. I think so. It's no good. But what that love rat? What's his name? Um, the one that sorry. Steve Carell's on. Uh, yeah. No, I'm think. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, um, uh, Billy Crudup. Oh yeah. So Billy Crudup is great and totally is worth the price of admission. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Good. You passed the test. <laughs> you passed the test. It's a stupid show. <laughs> Apple TV is un- mostly <laughs> underwhelming. But it's just an example of someone sort of uh, running away with it. Mm. Just run away with it. That's what she could have done. But she mm. she got shown up by, by everyone. By... um. 
Dabby, well, the Dabby, kids, Dabby the kids are the best part about this movie, though. Yeah. You know, like like the kids with the 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 over the top ochre accents and the you know all the Australianisms Bro, and stuff. That's how, like that's how kids speak in the bush. I know, <laughs> but I love it. You don't you don't see that very often. You know, to to have nine <laughs> characters. All speaking like that mm. in an Australian... I mean, you might get Crocodile Dundee with one or two characters that are like that, and then you've got more sort of toned down You've been in a city Australian boy accents. for too long. True. But but what I'm saying is mu- movies usually don't yeah. have this many. No, no but this, I would extend that and say, thank God that they were normal kids. Like, yeah. like the, you, you can say there is a bit of a country thing going on, but, not, but everyone in Australia, I recognised those kids in myself and my upbringing easily because i don't know like australia we're never too far from being a bit you know bogan and ocker but at least they weren't sassy ridiculous finger snapping smart asses with insufferable like those insufferable disney movies um you know making jibes and doing tiktok dances and stuff but is that just the times no but these yes it, it might be just the times but the kids were they're just dumbasses. Like kids are dumbasses, and but now they're dumbasses on TikTok, I guess. Mm. And they think, but the the media, Pixar, and everyone has taught them to think that like their movies, which is and their TV shows, which is all adults are idiots and you're in charge. Yeah. yeah. Whereas these kids know they're not in charge mm. because they're not they're not finger snapping and whatever because they're getting a hiding. Yeah. When they go home, mm. you know. Mm. So I don't know. I just thought they were yeah. But the Oka stuff was was delicious. Like um, my just little lines like uh, Rachel Ward goes, you know, capricious little boys or whatever. She mentions that, you know, <laughs> and then and then one of them goes, "What's that, miss?" And he goes, "It's a, it's a, it sounds like a pizza, pizza capricious, <laughs> you know, <laughs> instead of yes. a capriciosa." <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> For your information, Sid and Tommy. Animals are not put on this earth expressly to be mutilated and spat on by capricious young boys. Well, what's capricious, miss? I know. It's a kind of pizza with black olives and chopped meat. <laughs> oh, gross. Sounds like Ratso Mulcahy's face. And I, was, I really, it hit, it hit home too hard. You know, I was like, ooh, yes, yes. I think I would have called it that too. Pizza. And I think I'm going to call it a pizza capricious from, from now amazing. on. That's amazing. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that that scene in the barn uh, that you mentioned in the synopsis, where they that they're weirdly enticing the mouse guy, the mouse mask guy, to sit with them at the campfire before hitting the branch. I found that so weird. Like the way oh. they're talking to him, sort of with a sexual tone. Yeah, Narelle's getting. She, she is being coquettish. She knew the role she, she had to play. She, I'll give you a chocolate biscuit. <laughs> She understood the assignment, is That's what you're right, saying. Definitely. She was like, "Oh, and you know," uh, she said, "and get lots of money or something <laughs> like." Yes, and and I think I think one of them said about the about the gun. Oh, I've never seen one like that before. <laughs> yes, <laughs> neither have I, for that matter. And I feel I feel like this is wife school. This was like if you mm. want to please your man, do what Narelle did. <laughs> Talk about his gun, how much money yeah. he's got, and, and how you're some food. Yeah, chocolate biscuit. But, it's not but what, a biscuit, is it? What, what, we're talking what about. was the mouse guy? What What did he think was going to happen? That he was Everything. just going to like bang these these like room full of kids? Like, yeah, I don't know. I think just, it was just and the cold. teacher. 
<laughs> yeah, it could have been gold. I, I feel like that. Yeah, they, it was just they could have got away with a little less. I think that they, but these. I feel like this is just the coked up eighties. Like they were just. That, but that's the tonal problem they've got with the movie. That's why you felt weird in that scene is because, you know, we didn't know whether this was the Goonies. We didn't know whether it was, you know, fucking Straw Dogs. So it's this weird mixture of the two. So in a scene like that, in like in The Getaway or I don't know, any, any Siege kind of movie, this, that scene, you're used to that scene being about one thing. It's, you know, you use the honeypot to to get the guy in and it's straight up but we've got a bunch of like preteens in there as well so even though you've got one stand in honeypot or two rather with the teacher uh it's it's, it's also it a 6 year old it becomes yes. inappropriate you yes. know and then and then so then uh, and they just need make a decision are we getting him in yeah for the warm and the chocolate biscuit or are we getting him in for the chocolate biscuit you know yeah. what i mean like like what are we talking about here mm. It's like, uh, so I think it's a, t- it's a mess in that way. <laughs> Thank you for the world so sweet. Thank you for the food we eat. Thank you for the child that grows. I need some jelly between your toes. <laughs> I'm tired, miss. Me too. All right, then. Go over there a little out of the firelight and have a rest. Anyone else? I've got some chocolate biscuits, sir. Would you like one? Is that a real gun, mister? Of course it is, silly. Gosh. Don't you get scared that it might go off? <laughs> nah, you got to let that up before it shoots. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't let it up. <laughs> Have you ever killed anyone with it? Wow, I've never seen one cut down like that before. Bet you could rob a bank with that. Ooh, yes. And get lots and lots of money. Okay, kids. Are you ready for a lullaby? Yes, yes. Sit up straight, then. Ah! He shot Tommy! Tommy! dead! Tommy's dead! Tommy! Oh, God, what have I done? Will you get back? I I have a few questions. Ask. Go, please. I guess from from a 1985 point of view, is this a kids' film? Would 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 40 year olds in 1985 come to watch a film about kids sort of, uh, you know, overcoming these, you know, these bad guys? I would have shit my pants if I was a kid. Yeah, this. it's too terrifying. Yeah. Well, it was terrifying. Mm. So, it's not for kids. But then again, the 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 well, where does the money come from? The parents, obviously. I I feel like that even though it's unthinkable now that you could probably take your kids to watch it. Do you know what I mean? A certain kind of parent, like because I mean, or let them record it and let them watch it and not check what they're watching. hundred percent. Which is what which is what <laughs> happened with us. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that now, like you yeah. know. So they didn't care. The parents were just like, oh well, whatever. Like they they no, they weren't that bothered, <laughs> you know, yeah. by it. Yeah. So. I miss the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we used to do we used to do this routinely. We used to go to uh, the video store. We used to get like twenty videos for the for the holidays, and we'd always just put our thumb over the R-rated symbol in the corner and go, "Yeah, hey, Mum, can we get this one?" And she'd be like, "Oh yeah, all right. Robocop two, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one. or 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 Eddie Murphy Raw, <laughs> yes." 
That had a very small R on it somewhere, I think. It was in, so you would have been able to cover that. Uh, another question I, I have. Do we know why Dabby Duck is killed? Because he, he gets decapitated. But yeah, he wanted to... He, uh, he, he, you hear it in ADR. So you want, he okay. wanted to back out. Mm. Right, uh, AJ? I must yeah. have missed that. Okay. Because they're but, fighting. Um, the, yeah. They're fighting and the kids can hear everything. Because Santa's gone too far. Mm. Like, this yeah. wasn't part of the deal. Yeah. And now he's going all the way. But what a way to kill him. Like, to, to mm. cut his head off and then sort of put him together again. And yeah, leave, and then have it sort apart. of fall yeah. apart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> horrible. That, that's Wolf Creek-esque, mm. that is. You know. Actually, there's stuff in this that's more horrible, really. Like, you know, like... Because, I mean, this, I think more people die in this movie than Wolf Creek. <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's fucked yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. So, I, and I've got some questions, some dumb stuff. Like, early on when Tommy escapes, don't you think the kidnappers would do a head count? You know? Yeah, I was yeah. thinking that, yeah. Yeah. Because um, they've got a lot to manage. You mm. know, although there's four bad guys, there's a lot of people to kind of keep, keep eyes mm. on. Yeah, I take I your point that, was... that they're idiots, but we don't respect idiots. And movies don't, need to, you're, it's only as good as the villain. So, the villain needs to be really intelligent. They don't yeah. need to be book smart, but they mm. need to be smart yeah because because if they they could have gone the other way if they were like the two bad guys from the bmx bandits who are buffoons <laughs> then then maybe you would kind of buy that but yeah different yeah. mission though isn't it mm, true uh, now why do they take their their like old-fashioned school bags they're like cases under the water when they escape the cave because those things would fill with water and heavy as fuck <laughs> like do you want to drown little toby He's got yeah. to carry his fucking suitcase or any of the other ones, Tommy or... The older ones should have taken, done extra trips or, yeah. or maybe just don't bother. Don't but bother. Just don't bother. And then yeah. also like they, they take all their clothes off to go, but then they put their clothes in their bag so the clothes are going to get wet anyway. Mm. Like, you know, Holes. our school, school cases like airtight, watertight. I don't know. I just thought that was dumb. As soon as that happened, I was like, why are they taking their clothes off? Why are they taking their bags? Mm. Like, yeah. It sounds dumb. Yep, it is dumb. Yeah. And and why did she get her tits out the first time and then the second time it, it took Narelle to be like, bitch, I don't want to take my top off. And then she's yes. like, okay. For, the, for Rachel All... to go, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have got my tits out before. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bit, yeah, that was a bit inappropriate, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but do you think Sid? Sid fucking loved sent it. You a little, sent you a little screenshot of, you know, there was like some semi-chubs going on there. There was. We said he was half yeah, masked. Well, you know, it's an exciting time of life. Is that all, that's all I'll say. You know? Now, did the kidnappers plan to put all the hostages in the cave beforehand, or did they just discover that cave along the way? Nah, I surely it's it. a plan. Yeah. Surely, right? Because I couldn't tell. Just like they just stopped and went. Hey, but you know, because they're idiots, you're not giving them any credit anymore. You're like, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, true. So true. you don't believe anything they yeah. do is good. Mm. Yeah. I've got two other dumb questions to go over here. Narelle goes it alone and runs away, you know, towards the end of the film. And she twists her ankle. And then in the very next scene, Miss Jones twists her ankle. Oh, uh, that's like, dumb. Why the fuck did they write it like that? Mm. Coke. Like, that's just a Coke problem. Like, you know, you... <laughs> why don't you just, like, fall down and graze her knee or not, e- not no even... No one's stroke, paying attention. Like... That, 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 look, yeah, it's just people moving too quickly. You know, they've, it's right... They, I don't even know how long it would have taken. To, it was based on a book, so that you know, and they wrote the script, but then they've just shot it too quickly. No reshoots. Just you know. cut that out, though. Edit. Yes, I'm with you. you. Know? Yeah. I'm with you. 
So, and the last dumb thing, will Sid's mum really care if his best shirt gets ruined in the cave? <laughs> I mean, he has been kidnapped. <laughs> but that's yeah. a kid. Well, they're different times. Nine, 1985, you know, where you're so thing, concerned. Though, right? Like you. I guess so. Like, that's a thing that you'd think about because your parents were on you about that shit, losing shit. I don't know. I completely agree with that. Yeah, when I cut my leg, in my, uh, I was worried about my jeans, mm. you know, for the same reason when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember that, yeah, vividly. Mm. Well, maybe the teacher could have, could have just said, don't worry about it. Your mum <laughs> won't care. Don't worry about it. She could have. Don't worry about it, Sid. <laughs> have a look at these titties instead, Sid. <laughs> Stay on Sid for a second. got a question. The final ADR is interesting. Uh, 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 so throughout as well as throughout the whole film he sort of changes from calling her Miss Jones to Sally mm. and then the final ADR of the film Over the Heart is all uh, she uh, you know Miss Jones says oh I thought you would have left with the others to him and he says no nah, they're just kids you know and they sort of leave oh, together he's a man Fortress Fortress 2 Return to Blue Lagoon <laughs> but, we're, <laughs> but we're hinting that he's hot for teacher right mm. Yeah, yeah. He he's because oh, yeah. he had a look on his face earlier. Like it's oh, like yeah. it's like seeing them titties like <laughs> inflamed him and turned him into a man. Yeah, mm. you know <laughs> that was creepy. Maybe that's the moral of the story. Your teacher. <laughs> mm, yes. Very good. Hot for teacher. Uh, we, we had a teacher at school, human biology. She was so hot. She basically got, got hounded out of being a teacher. <laughs> she got so much attention. Kids 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 would ask her out to, to the ball, which is yeah. the Australian version of, of our prom. Yeah. yeah. So one guy got suspended for asking her out to the, to the prom. To, really? To the is that yes, a sus- yes. Can you get to the... But how did he ask? Did he go, miss? No, he did it, he did it one-on-one. Go one. to the ball. Like, no, like he did it one-on-one. Yeah, but what's that? Shouldn't she he have he said didn't do it in front of the class. He just unopped her afterwards and went. I think that's a bit rough. Like he could, yeah, they could just say, they could just say it's not appropriate, and then you know, like, but suspending him <laughs> for like, imagine that next time you ruin him for life. Next time he goes to ask a chick out, he'll be like, I get suspended. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's still in therapy to this day discussing <laughs> it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you can't be too hot and be a teacher. Is that the rule? <laughs> I think so, yeah. But you know, kids kids it's a scale for kids though, you know, like you you will just sort of group all the teachers or, or separate them into a hierarchy and go Gross, just whoever's the old, best looking is yeah. just like you treat them as super hot even if yeah. you know outside of school they wouldn't be you know yeah that's the market isn't it Not, yeah. <laughs> so a uh, few things on my little list here just little things yeah look the kids they're always complaining about going to the toilet but at least they cover that because in Die Hard no one goes to the toilet mm. yeah you know no one and kids are annoying and they'll they ask are. you all that shit. So, yeah. It was realistic. That was good. Mm. That oh, was good. Miss, I'm starving. <laughs> I want to eat all my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what kids say, though. Um, couple of things. Yeah, so I mentioned Return to Oz earlier, which is another scary movie 
for kids. Uh, and this has got wheelers. The, the, so the wheelers are the bad guys in Return to Oz, but there's calling out from the bush at the end is wheelers like. Yeah. You know, Narelle, Narelle, oh. we're coming for you, oh. miss. Like, he's so gleeful. This guy's gleeful. He can't wait to get in there and have a root around. You know what I mean? Mm. Narelle! Narelle, where are you? Oh, God, no. Look, I gotta say it again. Yeah, smacking the granny is amazing. And then later on, like before she gets killed off screen, just going for it as well. Come here, you silly old bitch. (laughs) 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 Like like that is stark language. Come here, you silly old bitch. And then (laughs) blowing her away. Like he could have just shot her, or I don't know. Like he could have done anything, but he's he's just gone the full. But he's like, I'm gonna say something terrible. I'm going to beat her, make her watch her husband die, then say some mad shit to her, then shoot her. And you go, wow, that's a lot. (laughs) Not necessary. And she was no threat. You could have tied her up. (laughs) You know? So they went for it. And just, you know, these guys have become... uh, Like, the the, the facts are, if you did the stuff they did, you would be public enemy number one. Mm. Like, you would just be... There'd be manhunts for you going crazy so it's a really it's just really dumb they're not using they've got assets that they've taken or whatever and they need to be smart about that and they're just you know the type of collateral damage they're just willing to you know i mean it would be it would make more sense maybe there's a missing discussion about you know the negotiations falling through or or Mm, something you know where or they're being dicked around and it and it you know they could have taken that call at the house or something. I don't even know, but then they'd know where they are. So, But us seeing the other side, yeah, of sure, what's, what's but, happening. Yeah. Whereas they just go, drop us right in. Yeah, so. <laughs> and keep but you maybe, there. Maybe I, sh- maybe I should balance this by saying, because I've done a lot of slams, the cave sequence is wonderful. I think it's great. Awesome yep. set, which I think is a – look, judging by the budget, I think it's 100% a set. Oh, wow. It is a set, yes. Yeah. So looks fantastic. Pitch perfect like synth music through the swimming mm. escape. Yes, yeah. I, I think that's the best uh, musical section in the film. And it's really reminiscent of, and, and you'll probably get this reference, John, uh, the underwater scene in Donkey Kong, the Donkey Kong <laughs> video game from Super Nintendo where they go underwater. Oh, similar similar moody sort of yes. track. <laughs>
But it's but those are the sequences that I think lift the film, and it's it's when the film is not talking and we're hearing music uh, that it's at that it's at its best. I think you go, oh okay, you can see it becomes a bit of a visual poem in that way because it, uh, they maybe should have even got rid of the dialogue when they're walking through the sunset. That the, some of the cinematography mm. is amazing. There's a huge sun on the horizon, and there, there's a line of the, the, these kids walking in front of it. That's incredible. Uh, but then you've got yeah. the kids talking all the, the all over. The kids are it. talkers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, I think yeah, I think that it definitely becomes when it's dreamlike. It's uh, and actually and at the end, so that final death scene, the mutilation of the bad guy of Father Christmas, mm. uh, is is wonderful and the and the creative choice. So. If, if he ran into the... So he runs into the cave and he, he trips over one of their traps and they go for it. But they've gone about it a different way. Um, they change the focus because it, it becomes less about will they get him, won't they get him, to look what they're doing to him. Because yeah. they slow it down and he trips over and then suddenly these kids are on him and just hacking away. And there's this shot of his face, this haunting shot of his face, just yeah. like dead eyes as he's taking it and blood's... Mm coming up like you know well, and I, I, I took that as he's already dead and they're just going still going for it mm. they're just hacking him up yeah absolutely well sure that way it works either way and and um it's it becomes frightening they become frightening mm. which i think Definitely. is again something that lifts the film out of something very basic you know and then this final sequence where the kids sort of intimidate the cops and the superintendent or whoever that is mm. uh off the school, out of the school. And then the yes. sting in the tail is the heart on the desk. Mm. We've found the other body, miss. Oh, really? Well, I suppose his family will be interested, but it's really of no concern to us anymore. Yes, well, there are some anomalies. Indeed? Yes, certain things that don't tie in with your statement. I do wish there was some place we could go. Oh, all right. Narell, you take over. Now, what can I do for you? Sally, I don't want to stir this up again, but the body has, uh, shall we say, certain injuries on it that don't tie in with your statement. Oh? Miss Jones, are you certain you don't want to add anything now that the body's been found? Perhaps you can be more precise. I'll have to be blunt then, I see. Then be blunt, Detective Sergeant. The body seems to have been mutilated. Unfortunately, because of the state it was... But what I'm trying to say is, uh, although there's no hard and fast evidence, it's been suggested, Miss Jones, that animals alone couldn't have been responsible for some of the injuries. Without hard and fast evidence, as you put it, I can't help you. Well, I, this, I'm dipping into my trivia here, but the ending of the Hungarian VHS release of the film uh, is a bit different from other versions. Uh, where there's an alternate take of the, the where the policeman's questioning... Sally, uh, and in this version, the children are standing there with spears. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could it could work either way. I mean, then again, it's 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 better that they don't, I guess, because if they've got spears, it's it's very obvious. But the the moment just we just it just needed more. It's again too subtle for a movie that is so, so unsubtle. Things that are really good like that needed just a, one or two more shots where you go. 
Oh, well, it could be just where you hang on the on sit a bit more mm. and just push in on him and have a moment between him and the cop where, where it's just like a, a, a face face off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you go, oh, shit, like this is actually, but it's really, really subtle. All right. I think it's, I think it's time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time, AJ. It's oh. time. But are we going to get sent news... to jail for this? No, but this is this. No, this is just keeper or creeper. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here we go. Here we go. Now, look. To be honest, there's not. There wasn't a lot going in. I wanted to put all my eggs in one basket today. All right. I just Ooh. wanted to go for it. Just go for it. All right. And I think that you know. I just want your ideas, really. You tell me. So, Peter here as uh, Father Christmas. So, Father Christmas, leadership material. That's true. Okay. Man with a plan. <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> bold. Fortune yeah. favours the bold. That's true. AJ, you know. So, mm. bold plan. He's coming to you. He's, he's, got, he's the guy who come in and say, I'm doing some, I'm going to remodel the garage. A big, oh. you know, with a pool inside. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of bold sort of plan is what I'm thinking. That's true. Fa- fairly loose sky though. <laughs> Um, just some just some physical stuff, athletic ish. Uh, I think comparatively to some of his his mates, mm. not not gym fit, but but he, he's sort of like booze and fags fit. You know? Yeah, mm. yeah. Tra- tradie fit, I think. Tradie fit, definitely. Yeah. That's good. Denim on denim. Yeah, double denim. Yeah. Double denim, so... That, that's making a comeback. It is. Oh. Yeah, well, so he'll fit in. The hair, I think, also. He's sort of uh, business out the front, party out the back. <laughs> which I think is coming back mullet. as well. Hmm. Um, single earring. The oh. dangly pirate earring almost. Like long, dangly one. Very 80s. So, hmm. Yeah, well, just his style. <laughs> just his style. Um, straight shooter. Mm. You know, take that however you like. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we're talking about a guy who lives on the wild side, okay? Mm. So fun, fun, okay? <laughs> but to be honest, you know, a little scary sometimes, mm. but maybe that's hot. I don't know. Yeah, a bit frightening. I don't know. Fun, fright, fun and frightening. <laughs> we, you know, we don't see that enough. Fun, no. He's fun and frightening. Mm. Um and just a last thing, he. Uh, so I don't know. This is a practical thing. I don't know how big your house is or whatever. He mainly uh, uh, communicates through screaming. <laughs> That'd be useful in my house. <laughs> so he mainly screams out things. He could be like, "Hey, Jay, what are you doing?" You know. That's what Frank and I do. Calling, <laughs> calling out from one then, because you do have a big house, so you do actually do need a booming voice to get. Get all the way down there. So that's these are all the considerations. So that's Father Christmas, Keeper or Creeper. Oh. What are, talk to me, AJ. What do we got? What's 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 percolating? Come on. The, the the masks are so creepy with the eyes just rolling around in the mm. background. Like the, all you can see are their eyes. Well, he's going to wear it a lot. So yeah, so I so think. in the bedroom. Maybe. Look again. That's up to you. <laughs> That's that's up to you. I feel like it's, it's like that song, Leave Your Hat On, you know? <laughs> leave your leave Christmas your, mask. Leave your fucking Father Christmas mask on. So Yeah, he's he's pretty revolting. 
<laughs> does he remind you of any guys from you grew up in a country town I, he actually any guys does. from back home no he reminds me of someone that used to be at a pub that i worked at and he was right. fucking gross and used to hit on <laughs> young chicks Oh. <laughs> so yeah, and he was a tradie, and he kind of looked like this. So yeah, <laughs> sweaty, disgusting, sweaty, no, gross. Well, the original kidnappers from the Faraday uh, kidnapping—they were plasterers. Okay, so he's got a trade. So, um, keeper or creeper? Ah, uh, creeper. That's a creeper. It's a creeper. I really thought, I really thought we were going to get further with him, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I don't know. I don't know what did it. Could be the mask. Could be anything. Who knows? That's Keeper or Creeper. You're not throwing Sid in the mix for Keeper or Creeper? Look, it's like a Pornhub thing. Some, We're going to get cancelled. I've got some stuff to say later that I feel, you know, I didn't want to do too much down that down that alley. So, yeah. This is, I don't know what to do with this, uh, this comment, but I need to say it, okay? Okay. There's a lot of talk in this movie of tits um, get said a lot mm. and there's a lot of focus on tits. 80s was the era of tits, mm. okay? The era of butts is, is ending. Yes. And now we are entering the era of dicks. <laughs> of chicks. <laughs> chicks chicks dicks. with dicks is what I'm thinking. A big... Dicks on chips. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. <laughs> don't you think? Is this this is the new revolution? And uh, if we yeah. don't get on board, then I feel like we'll be missing out. Is all I'm saying. Don't don't, don't you think the 70s were legs? Okay. Yeah. It's all about legs. Mm. Like Athletic dudes in movies would talk about. Oh, check out her legs. Mm. legs. And then it went to the the boobs. Yeah. Now it's the butt. And as you say, your prediction is. The penis. It's going to go to the package. Yeah. <laughs> but but when, when, when Father Christmas grabs Rachel Ward's tit, like the outside that farmhouse, I instantly started singing, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus <laughs> underneath the mistletoe tonight. So you heard all those good songs. I so wish they wrote that in there as a line for him to say. Like, but doesn't Baby It's Cold Outside work as well? Gone. Sort of? like, you know, That's been cancelled. They're all good. They're all good. <laughs> They're all proper. So anyway, that's just I just wanted to let, you know give you that um, as as an, as an indicator. Well, I think we can take at. that moving forward. <laughs> good. Take it on notice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, let me get trivial here and get this out of the way. So we mentioned the cave. So uh, some of the cave scenes were shot uh, actually in a cave, but the fortress cave was constructed after failing to find a satisfactory location. Uh, It was built in the Grampians, which is sort of this big, um, I don't know, collection of rocks out in Victoria. Um, So they used 27 tons of scaffolding, five trucks of concrete, uh, 3,500 metres of chicken wire, and, you know, countless wooden boxes and all sorts of stuff. 300 litres of paint. Uh, wow. You know, all sorts of stuff. Um, it took eight weeks with a crew of nine living in the bush, working 12-hour days to get the job done. 
Um, and uh, Philip Warner, the designer, also built a series of man-made interiors for the inside of the fortress and two spectacular caves. Uh, these were built in a large warehouse outside of uh, Beveridge oh. in Victoria. So I don't know if you picked this one, AG, uh, AJ, but uh, there was a young Ashaketi yes. play Sue mm. in this. Yeah. yeah. So there's a number of uh, – it's also a um, – a, Bu- a Buchanan in there as well, yeah. Um, from the famous acting family, because you've got Simone Buchanan, uh, and this one was which Buchanan Beth. was this one? Beth. A Be- Beth Buchanan. Yeah, I think their dad is also like an actor, but um, so she was in it. She's been in fucking everything. Acting royalty. Hey, dad. Hey, was, dad. Yeah. Oh no, that's Beth oh, that's Buchanan. her sister. Yeah. No, that's Simone Buchanan. Yeah, because they look. I thought the same thing. So Sigrid Thornton was originally cast as Sally, but got knocked up two months before production. Oh. So that was her gone. Who did? Sigrid. Sigrid Thornton. She was going to be the teacher. She might have been better. Wait a minute. Beth Buchanan is an Australian actress. She's best known for her television roles in sitcom Hey Dad. What? Nah, that's wrong. I'm so confused. On IMBD, no. Says no. Nope. So Wiki's wrong. Yeah. Is it? I think so. It says yeah. neighbours. Oh, maybe the. Maybe I watched the hey a lot Dad of Hey Dad. Dad. I lost, watched a lot of Hey Dad back in the day. And I can tell it's Simone. <laughs> so to our to our foreign audience, by the way, just as a little, the, the, there's a dark spectre hanging over what we're talking about <laughs> with the sitcom Hey Dad. So it's one of our most famous sitcoms from the <laughs> 80s about an architect dad and his ditzy secretary and his family so him try, Mr Kelly was his name trying to do some work while his kids all busted his balls uh, he's a widower I think if memory yes. serves and the, the the spectre is that he was a fiddler on the roof mm. and I don't mean on the roof I mean in his in trailer the so so just that's that's there I'm, I don't want you I don't want to I don't, I don't want to advocate for it I want to say it's good <laughs> I'm just saying it's there, AJ. It's there. All right. <laughs> moving on, moving on. Quick, quick, quick. Uh, well, the actor that plays Sid, uh, Sean Garlic, uh, he was born in 1969. He's an Australian former professional rugby league footballer, former policeman, obviously former actor, and he's now a businessman. He captained the East uh, Easts as well as the Rabbitohs. I know ah. nothing about rugby, by the way. Uh, in, in, he captained the Rabbitohs in his final season with the club in 1999, and he is currently the CEO of Garlow's Pies. Oh, see, what so, a career! Yeah, there that's impressive. Go. That is impressive. That is. And you know, I'm in Sydney now, so I've got to be all about the NRL, the rugby. I should drop his name in and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, oh, G- Galo, Galo, eh? He was, hey. he was a good one. And then they just go, what? Like, he hasn't played for 20 years. And I go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, the other bit that di- dips into trivia is there was a whole uh, sort of problem with casting the main lead actress for this film. They had the union, uh, the actors' union here in Australia had this big deal where the lead had to be an Australian actor. And HBO wanted an American for the role and they were pushing hard to get, and I can't even remember who it is. It's someone who I don't think ended up being that famous. But, um, and then the, so it was a back and forth for ages 
between HBO, Crawford Productions, the union here in Australia, and they ended up settling on. Well, they wanted. Uh, they actually went with with Sigrid Thornton, but then she uh, got knocked up. But uh, so they ended up going with Rachel Ward because she was kind of an Australian. She's she's British, but she moved here. She married Brian Brown, who is another famous Australian actor. They're still married, by the way. Oh. And uh, so that's that's how that happened. But it pushed production out and it delayed things and it almost didn't happen because of this. And, um, yeah, there's sort of two, two different mindsets going on. You've got the union saying, oh, well, you know, we should we should be champion, championing, you know, Australian actors. But then on the other side, it's like, well, Australian films in general and all the other actors are going to get more exposure if these films are successful overseas and, and if, you know, on the international market. So, therefore, you need a name on the top mm. of your bill to sell that. So which which I think makes a lot more sense than, you know, oh we have to use an Australian in the league. Yeah, well the 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 the, the you know actors equity and all the unions and every everyone here. I mean they're just they're just looking out for their members, I guess, but at the same time, you know, they're not they're not entrepreneurs, they're not they're not business people, they're not enterprising people. The the types of people that started the film industry in in 1895 were entrepreneurs. They weren't you know these kind of union figures. So uh, all of the innovation has come from business people, and you know it would it would help if if they change some of their attitudes because they, they would happily destroy a film if it meant they could have yeah an Australian in the lead or something. They would happily yeah ruin mm. the whole thing mm. totally as long as everyone got got a few bucks. Even though it meant that that film wasn't big and that nothing ever came of it and no no other projects came, they'd do it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so shit. No good. <laughs> All right. Is that trivia? Is that it for trivia? That's it. All right. Okay. Well, let's do it. Uh, if I was you, I'd want to be me too. I'd want to be me too. I'd want to be me too. Me too. Oh. <laughs> Heavens to Bechtel. Okay. <laughs> Remember, this is our Bechtel test, informal way to evaluate bias against women in films and other media. A worker said to pass the Bechdel test if it has two named women who talk to each other about something other than a man. Sally and the other women and girls in this movie mainly talk about the psychotic men and what they're doing, not about side hustles and organising social justice causes. So I think it fails. There, the there is that course. scene early on where uh, where Sally is having breakfast or get, getting ready to go, and she talks yes. to the I, I guess it's Sid's mum, yeah, about uh, you know, and the, the, she said, "Oh, I wouldn't have your job for anything mm. in the world," and you know, I guess you'd be heading off for the holidays, will you? I, I, I wonder how. See that the big daughters, I don't understand how consequential it needs to be, mm. like. Is that enough for her to go? Oh, have you got holidays coming up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, I think I think they would begrudgingly have to accept it. Accept accept they'd it. say, yeah. "Oh well." But, but then, but is, but it, is the mum named though? No, no. And she's doing woman's work as well. She she's is. like in the, in the kitchen, slaving away for her men. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, it fails. All right, no good. <laughs> fails. So just a few little charges here to go through. Um, one of the children complains uh, about receiving an Indian burn from one of the others. Now, AJ, what what's an Indian burn? Where you go like that. 
<laughs> this is an audio <laughs> podcast. You know. And it's a Chinese burn, we used to call it. Okay, yes, so yeah, we did. AJ's t- using her hand in a twisting motion. Yeah. So presumably you grab the arm uh-huh. of the forearm victim. Yep, the forearm and you go and you twist, and you twist either way because yep. you use both hands. Okay. Well, all I know is that this movie <laughs> dared to feature an Indian burn whilst having zero consultation from the Native American people. Uh, this would be like playing Chinese whispers with no Chinese people. <laughs> In the words of Greta Thunberg, how dare you? Furthermore, this movie, especially our group of heroes, is painfully white, which made me question why I was watching this at all, really. Recently, Whoopi Goldberg on The View made comments about the Holocaust being not, quote, about race, uh, but, quote, white-on-white violence, close quote, uh, that exposed man's humanity to man. She said it best uh, when she also said, quote, this is white people doing it to white people, so you're all going to fight amongst yourselves, close quote. And amen to that. (laughs) Who cares if these psychotic mass killers kidnap a school group? Perhaps they need schooling about their privilege, is what I'm saying. And I stand with Whoopi, okay? The Holocaust was not a big deal. Okay. Isolate moving the on. audio. Moving on. Uh, I'm going to have you before this is over. Come on, sweetheart. Yeah. I reckon the teacher would be good for a gangbang, eh? These are just some of the toxic comments made by the masked kidnappers, which uh, I think Ricky highlighted some of this earlier. I don't need to tell you, ladies, you've already heard these kind of awful things. Things like, that's a nice dress. Or, (laughs) you've got such a nice smile. And when you hear these things, you know that men are wondering if you too would be good for a gangbang. So, uh, next up, Narelle, uh, the eldest of, of, of our group, uh, approaches Miss Jones towards the end of the film and tells her that her period has come in. The curse, as she calls it. Now, this kind of patriarchal language is, is truly disturbing, but, but perhaps what is more disturbing is that Miss Jones did not consult any of the boys if they too had their periods. <laughs> nor, did, nor did Ricky ask me at any point during this podcast if I too had my period. <laughs> a lady never tells and neither do I for that matter uh, in order to escape the cave system the group need to swim through an underground stream uh, put simply we cop a little bit of an eyeful from Miss Jones and maybe a little bit of Narelle perhaps inadvertently now 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 just before you any of you jump in alright I'm just merely pointing out the facts I, I didn't ask to see Full young bosom packed into a skimpy wet singlet. I, for one, usually clench my eyes shut at such moments and slap my face if necessary. Anything to stop those words pulsing like vivid neon in the brain. Teens, teens, teens. (laughs) What was I saying? Uh... Just to finish up, one need only to look at the masks of the villains to gauge... What is going on here in the West at large? Who holds the women uh, and girls hostage? Yes, there's a few boys, uh, but they're oppressors, so they don't really count. The man who is leading the charge is none other than Father Christmas, the patriarch of the North Pole, a jolly and proud representative of male-dominated industries everywhere. He wears the suit, 
He hands out the gifts. What do you do? Bake him cookies and service him sexually, I'd say. (laughs) 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 My so mommy kissing Santa Claus. Well, maybe this Christmas, ladies, don't let Santa keep his foot upon your neck. Break through the mistletoe ceiling and look that jolly prick in the eye and say, I'm in charge of the presents now. And as you... (laughs) And as you claim your rightful prize in the C-suite, make sure you put the cherry on top by twerking your way into the hearts and minds of your workers. Okay? Merry Christmas. Uh, So... That is the Me Too Meter. Just a couple of things there. Anything else leap out at you from this this film? I think we covered it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. That's good. Ricky, you got nothing? No, that's amazing. All right. Well, then we're left with what to rate this movie out of of 10. Again, it's high. Yeah, it's rapey. So I think I think it's more rapey than Wake and Fright. Do you think? Yes. Mm. Yeah, because the the casting people and the DOP and the director in this movie mm. are all in a conspiracy. Whereas in Waking Fright, Wake and Fright, it, you know the the daughter in that and the the titties we see, it was all dare I say either appropriate or tasteful or just a little bit gross. You know what I mean? Like it was. Well, they didn't cast a buxom beauty. They did. No. They did in in that. Whereas, you know, um, although problematic, there is there is a set going mm. on in this in this, and yep. and we're being treated like there's even a shot at the beginning. Like, what the hell is the point of having Rachel Ward at the beginning with no shirt on in the shower, mm. and the thing's not working? I mean, yeah, the water's not working, but like, is that a big deal? No. Like, you know what I mean? So that was just. I think we saw her almost naked, maybe four times. Yeah. Mm. You know, and we're grabbing her titty. I think that was the director behind because she, she, her behavior. He was probably thinking what you're thinking, Ricky. I think, oh, that wasn't even in the script. He's like, just grab. He's like, hey, hey Father Christmas, just grab a titty. And he's like, grab that titty. What? And, he and then he, his, the director licked his lips. And then he did it. And then she goes, wait, was that a take? <laughs> so, I don't know. I feel like it's it's pretty high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is it ten? Yeah, I think it's I think it's ten yeah. personally, but I'm happy to be talked down if you guys so, don't. It's think. another unanimous ten, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if it's a clean sweep next week. <laughs> I oh. am not as nasty as racism, <laughs> fraud, conflict of interest, homophobia, sexual assault, transphobia, white supremacy, misogyny, ignorance, white privilege. I'd wanna be me too. I'd wanna be me. Just quickly, AJ, the Boobometer this week. Now, uh, we've got to do this quickly. Quantity, we see Miss Jones teasingly from behind in the shower, as I've already mentioned. I don't want to go over it again and again. We saw her, that, 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 you know. Imagine, had to imagine what they would be like. Um, but we're treated to a kind of a bit of a wet T-shirt competition mm. in the cavern. Uh but let's get let's just get right to it, okay? Narelle, the ingenue, uh, is uh, bursting into womanhood, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I've done the sums at the time of filming. I think I'm going to suggest that she was barely legal, 
yeah. but legal. Okay. So don't come after me is what I'm saying. Um, I'm just, you know, I, I just am here to say what needs to be said. I'll say it the way they said it in, in, in Soviet Russia, probably like, you know, a little code or something. You just sit down <laughs> next to someone and then you'd look at them and then, then you'd say, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts, <laughs> like a little co- code word, you know, so you do with that what you will. So the rating... Full, youthful, outstanding, which triggers this new rating. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So that's how it goes, Jackie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, outstanding. <laughs> Well, let me run through these reviews here. Uh, David Stratton, uh, he said, After all the trouble taken, the film is disappointing. Nicholson establishes the situation well enough, but goes for overkill at the end. And there's a particularly nasty climax in which the children and teacher hack the surviving kidnapper to pieces and later threaten the police who come to rescue them. Uh, such Hollywood-style exaggeration trivializes the true story in which a good deal of courage was displayed and reduces the drama almost to the level of a horror film. The music is also misjudged, sounding at times appallingly crude. Is this a horror film? I, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, it always struck me as a little bit of a horror movie, but oh, yeah. I, I don't know. So uh, Paul Burns reviewed the film uh, in 1986 for the Sydney Morning Herald. Upon its theatrical release, he said it's a solid B-grade thriller set in the glorious Aussie bush. Ward tries hard, but boy, what a part. This teacher is such a whining, carping bore that it's a wonder the kids don't turn their pikes on her once they had finished off the bad guys. That's you, Ricky. Yes. High clap. High clap. Uh, Kay Masters, uh, she was a television writer for the Evening Independent. She reviewed it for for the HBO release. Um, and she said, take one dedicated school teacher, nine antsy children and four brutal kidnappers, mix in bits of nearly unbearable suspense, a liberal dash of gorgeous scenery, some graphic violence and a pinch of gore, add excellent acting, tight writing, frightening stunts and a knockout ending. Bake the above in the Australian sun for 14 weeks on location and the result is Fortress, a terrific HBO premiere movie that debuts Sunday night. Uh, while Fortress is a tasty meal, it isn't for the squeamish. There isn't, uh, there is enough graphic violence and blood to turn any sens- sensitive stomach. But unlike much of the senseless, senseless, sensationalistic violence that marks today's productions, the violence in Fortress plays an essential role in the story. It is upsetting, nonetheless. And there's a few chalky biscuits in there for you too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, and I've got a final one. This comes from James Nays of IMDb in February 2023. He wrote, this movie stays with you. I think about it at least a couple of times a year, every year for the last 17 years. It really makes you think, how would I react under similar circumstances? <laughs> the performances by the kids are great, as is that by the teacher. But the best scene of all is the way they close the movie. It's very disheartening. Hey. Oh, okay. Uh. <laughs> Silly. Silly review. Yes. <laughs> go, go, go back to sleep, you know. Like. <laughs> oh, when did he write it? Oh, it doesn't say. Sometimes when you, you know, you check out these little, you know, comments on pages like that, it tells you what time they wrote it. You know? yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's usually four in the morning, three in the morning, you know. <laughs> 
Well, I think that's about it for uh, Fortress 1985. I'm glad you guys have seen it mm. because, you know, now we can we can all share that memory together. I want my kid <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe wait a couple, couple, couple of years. All right, well, next week uh, to finish our Australia Day slash Invasion Day uh, cycle, uh, we have Bad Boy Bubby to finish it off for this year. So that'll be good. You're a sexy um, woman, Flo. <laughs> yeah. Which I think for our sins, you know, we were talking about um, our sinful ways in the West. Well, maybe this is what we need. Maybe this is part of the the, the package, the reparations package. <laughs> you watch a, a disturbing movie. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, sure, we'll see how that goes. I think Frank's looking forward to it for the second view. Yeah, it should be good. Well, uh, we said what we said. (laughs) Did say something about wanting someone to get raped. (laughs) Was it also was was it as bad? (laughs) But was it as bad as Black History Month? That's usually pretty bad. Oh, Mm. just coming up by the way. So get excited. Get excited. Get excited. It's Black History Month. In other words, it's uh, one false move and you're yes. fucking done. Yes. It's like the opening of, of Raiders, you know. You've got to get through yes. all those fucking traps, you know. You do, you do, you do. Uh, well, anyway, until next time, long live the new flesh. Long live the new flesh. Now we are entering the era of dicks. <laughs> chicks with dicks is what I'm thinking. A big chicks with dicks. Dicks on chicks. That's what I'm thinking. Don't you think? Is this this is the new revolution? And if we don't get on board, then I feel like we'll be missing out. Uh, is all yeah. I'm saying. I stand with Whoopi. Okay, the Holocaust was not a big deal. <laughs>